Good morning, everybody. Back on here on our beautiful Tuesday morning to share some wisdom and information and talk about embracing the unknown. And what does that mean? So, Pam, you want to start us off? <laughs> yeah. Good morning, Natalie. Mm -hmm. uh, so, embracing the unknown. <laughs> I think it's something we... Um, are all familiar with, right? The unknown of the uncertainty of what lies ahead. And as human species with the <laughs> built-in ego that loves to control and predict everything, <laughs> the mm -hmm. unknown can really cause um, some crazy like haywiring, right? In the survival mode. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it can be really overwhelming um, and cause a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety when like things aren't certain. Um, and right now we're in winter in the Northern hemisphere. And so it's really this time of, you know, isolation in a sense where we're kind of retreating, right? We're more in our homes and maybe shedding some things that, you know, from the past year and really kind of planting seeds on, you know, projects and directions we want to take our life in. So with, with that, um, as we approach, you know, spring and this kind of energy of new beginnings and rebirth, there's going to be this moment in between of unknown. And so that's what I've been kind of reflecting on and just thought that might be really an interesting episode to really connect with our audience and, and really maybe help guide some people into exploring how they um, experience, right, embracing the unknown when that happens in their lives. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's funny because, um, you know me, I like to refer to movies and stuff. Like, I get flashes of movies. And I'm, <laughs> I'm watching once, right? Because it's mystical. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I've heard of that time. one. Well, it's called Once Upon a Time, but it's oh, like... Oh, okay. <laughs> the, the TV show. Yeah, it's like this okay. series. I like it because it has magic. And, you know, it's like it's your inner child and all that. Yeah, I watched a couple like a of seasons years ago. Because the, the creators of Lost, and I'm like a huge fan of Lost. And so when that show wrapped up, that was like their next project. And they actually used oh. some of the same characters. Oh, um, really? Oh, yeah. Interesting. So I, I was really that. into it for a couple of years. Well, that's crazy. I, didn't, I had no idea it was the same yeah um i never watched lost i maybe perhaps i should um oh, yes but <laughs> i will advocate for that <laughs> okay I've a whole different that episode yeah i've heard that from a lot of people do our um kind of the same work that we do like with the storyline narrative mm. but there's a scene um in in once where the um it, it, well anyway it's rumpelstiltskin right it's like oh, the, i love one of the, yeah, one, of the, one of the villains right and yeah. um he knows what's happening in the future and, but he has this elixir to erase the memory because um, it can just kind of steer your thoughts as to what is going to happen, mm. you know? And, and it's funny cause he has this choice to like, know, Right. So um, a couple of people come back from the future and he asks these questions about the future. Like, you know, will my son forgive me? Will this happen? Will, you know, and, you know, they tell them, but they're like, you've got to erase those memories. Like you, you can't, there's things that need to be unknown um, yes. because it's the unfolding, you know, if we know everything, then we want to try to control 
the yeah. outcome. Right. And sometimes that's not such a good thing, right? Um, it's going to lead to almost the same result anyway, or it could be your undoing in some ways as well. So mm. at the end, he does actually drink the elixir because he's like, I don't want to know. I can't know. You know, this is information I don't even want to carry. Yeah. And sometimes that's it. Like, do we even want to carry that information? Right. So, so what does the unknown provide us? It's, it can seem scary, um, to have this, like not knowing, um, but it also can be sort of a, a magical place to be in as well in some yes. ways. Like yeah. that's how I see it. Right. Cause it's unlimited um, possibilities. It's just, we are so narrow, right? Like you yeah. said, we're trying to control the outcomes and the situation and force the path into what we want or what the ego thinks it needs. And some of those mm -hmm. things are coming from wounded places or karmic lessons and whatever. <laughs> I know, right? And so, yeah, so I agree. I think the unknown is so, it's important mm -hmm. To embrace it, it also gives us an opportunity to, you know, kind of sit in the beingness of the essence of who we are as well. Mm. You know, rather than constantly do, 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 do. Yeah. You <laughs> know, the, the, um, the cosmology course that we took, that mm. really helped me to... Um, to symbolically like see the universe kind of right mirroring back in this structured, you know, life experience. So, so for me, the unknown is chaos theory. Like mm -hmm. I, like I easily, like I just tap, like that just made so much sense once I started diving in and studying chaos theory. And so now it's like even integration, you know, when you're like kind of shedding and going through the death and the rebirth process and you're shedding and this like new part of you is evolving that you don't know yet. There's like this whole part of you and your personality that's unknown um, because you're tapping into higher potential, you know, and new layers and levels of your psyche. Um, and so it was like, oh, this is why I feel <laughs> like all of this craziness within, you know, and, and you're pulling cards and you're getting like the tower is <laughs> coming up and it's yeah. like, yeah, it does feel like everything's falling apart and, you know, but it's like, because everything exists but in pieces and particles and if you just like allow um patience and stay calm and you know what i mean like it starts to paint its own um picture and i think that's where like fractals come in because the fractals like once you see it and you understand the cycle that you're on like it just unfolds um in its own patterns and then again that's where it comes in right about breaking patterns and and starting new things um so so understanding chaos theory and fractals was really important on my own self-awareness journey mm -hmm. and embracing mm -hmm. the unknown and understanding what was happening internally and externally Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and chaos i guess if you saw the unknown as chaos theory it can be i mean we're always trying to find order in mm -hmm. chaos and most people don't know how to stand in the center of chaos or the eye of the storm if you mm -hmm. will you know it's kind of like if you think of a tornado yeah right it's like there is a space within that chaos where there's complete silence and stillness Mm -hmm. um the eye of the hurricane always, uh -huh, the eye of the <laughs> yeah. hurricane yeah where yeah. i always feel like when you can be the peace 
in the chaos. Yes. Right. Yeah. They're able to see that there's actually order in the chaos as well. It's just kind of weird, right? It's just mm-hmm. that weird, like, but there is order. Yeah. In some yeah. way. And 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 then you can recognize the beauty of it, but it's harder, you know, to be still and calm, like you said, patience when there's a storm happening. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Running and you know, and it's like, well, can I just be calm in in the midst of the storm can i just be with the storm Mm. you know or am i going to be a part of the entire chaotic situation that's going on and i think that's the goal for most practitioners of the great work is to be the calm in the storm yes and to recognize that both exist and there's nothing wrong with it even a tower event you know as you understand tarot which I love, you get excited about the tower sometimes. Yeah, yeah I do, because I know it's helping to fall away whatever is a week in the foundation, right? Um, but going back to the storm part, like there's been a few times we've had some winter storms here. And normally, like, I love going out in the winter storm, the silence of like the snow and, you know, everybody just kind of huddled in. I'll throw on my snow gear and just go kind of walking down the middle of the road (laughs) in this, you know, winter wonderland. And so the last time we had one, we were having really, really strong winds. um, And it was causing, you know, a lot of damage and a lot of trees to break. And so I went out in the middle of my yard and i love it when it pushes against your body so that the wind you know what i mean it almost feels like you're actually going to be like blown over (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so i just went and um stood in my own meditative practice of really grounding and really rooting and really feeling like my own presence and energy body um like a tree right and like hunkering down and allowing like the top of my arms and my shoulders, you know, to kind of feel that push and that pull like branches would, but having really sturdy legs. So I wasn't actually getting knocked. And, um, and so when the storm was over and I went and I collected pieces of the trees, you know, that had fallen, I was really sitting with the symbolism of what I had felt called to do and that meditative state that I was in and it was it was allowing like my branches to fall off to the ground while standing so firmly strong rooted um in my body knowing like everything that i need to experience for this lifetime you know that's higher than my ego can understand that that is unknown and that can be really scary um or uncertain but it's knowing like i'm always provided for i'm i've always you know had safety um, and love and those things will continue even if it feels really scary and like everything's falling apart in the moment yeah and sometimes those things need to fall off like you said those branches need to fall to the ground and because you don't want to hold on to things that are um you know like that's why trees do it right because they want to re regrow new branches and you know spring new life and we have to like shake that off and the storm does mm-hmm. come the unknown comes to dis devour that and i think people are afraid of it they're just like ah what because it, it's the unknown it's like well what's supposed to come after but that you all know that there's the calm after the storm, right? right? There's always this calm just before the storm. And then there's this crazy, and then there's this like <laughs> silence and calm right after. 
yeah like this peace and tranquility after and it's like it destroys and it's the same even with the kind of fires in a way too right like forest mm. fires like yeah. you know I, I live in new mexico we have we get you know it's dry here so we've had a lot of fires and you know some people are like oh but then some people are like they understand how nature works that things burn up and then new life will spring out yeah. of it and so you've got to let those things burn up you got to let them burn away so that new life can sprout. Otherwise, you're really just you're holding on to things that are 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 not good for you, right? Or you're you're hanging on to things that that don't need to be. So I think it's and then it's like, but the unknown is what's next, and I think that's kind of scary too because it could be chaos theory too. But also, it's like how do we reorganize? Mm you know, after the storm is over, how are we rebuilding our life? How are we moving forward from that? That's, and, and, and that's an unknown too. Right. It's like, what pieces, you know, are we, are we shedding off and what pieces are coming up, <laughs> coming with us that we shouldn't have brought with us, right? Is this going to repeat the same shit? Yeah. <laughs> <Excuse> my language. <laughs> but, Find you more know, sustainable resources. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. So, you know, but, there is an unknown of rebuilding as well yeah and, and what and that there's a fear so i know that you talked about like staying in what's comfortable or what's the known um mm. and staying in the known and there's this saying get comfortable with being uncomfortable yes you know oh man plant medicine never... taught me that 101 <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yes it i even have that written down in my journal like this is why yes. you came here honey get comfortable uh -huh. with being uncomfortable <laughs> and it's not going to be comfortable right um yeah you know but and there's a reason why like we can sit in the comfortable for a while but you're there's stagnation in the comfortable and the yeah. repeated patterns of what we already know yeah you know it's how do we move beyond that and that's where growth happens and you know it's just mm. think about a teenager man you know they're growing their bones are growing it's like uncomfortable there's this weird transition period with you know teens you know you know yeah. what i'm talking about especially kids with you guys have kids you know that there's yeah. this weird period. i don't have kids i have nephews and nieces but i could tell you there was a point where this transition period was really weird and and uncomfortable right and it was uncomfortable for them they were trying to get their bearings they were kind of going through this chaos too you know yeah. what i mean all these new floods of new hormones or whatever's happening to oh them. my gosh yeah you know and yeah. having to deal with all that yep. so it, it it but it's a part of life and if we stay if we want to stay in the comfortable we we hinder our mm. or we stagnate our growth and progression absolutely I always see it as being oh. in a container, like who, like, like the genie in the bottle, like, you know, mm -hmm. who the hell wants to live in a bottle your whole oh. life because you're afraid, um, mm -hmm. to, to break out or whatnot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like that idea of genie in a bottle. Yeah. I think that's really, yeah. I feel like for myself personally, like I feel um, like I live in a snow globe in my little small community where I've been for like two decades now for crying out loud. <laughs> and uh -huh. it just, oh, it feels like a container confining me and I want more than anything to shift out of here. <laughs> and I feel like yeah. I'm trying to work with the universe. Like when when's it my time to go? <laughs> Some forward movement. Yeah. But when you own a house and property, 
That's yeah. not, um, it's one of those unknowns where you're really waiting <laughs> a long time to unfold. And I think all of the situations and events have led me. So when the time does come, like I'll be able to walk away um, with, with open arms and open mm -hmm. heart and, and knowing what to do. Um, so for sure, I can see sometimes we're meant to be in a container for a little bit longer than maybe we want to because yeah. um, the universe has a higher plan for us. Correct. But I think there's a lot of times when we cause our own suffering. And I, I will definitely say I did that in my marriage. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't know. Like, yeah, I didn't know how to get out at the end. Um, and it it literally took willing to die <laughs> to like embrace to get out of that life. Um, yeah. So which led to my whole spiritual process in itself. And um, so sometimes yeah, probably like the maturation, huh? <laughs> it's probably like the maturation, individuation, all that stuff that happens when you yeah, transition. Exactly. Uh -huh. exactly. Cause it was a huge um, like trauma kind of moment. Mm -hmm. And then like, I definitely rate those, um, near death experiences that will shift into an right. awakening. So for sure. Right. You go. And rites of passage and all that stuff yeah, too. Absolutely. Where... So, but it is scary. And see. go ahead. Sorry. Pop. No, I was going to say, it's just those things that you don't fully see or understand in the moment. It just feels like everything's falling apart and all it is, is unknown swirling around you. And you just, the only known is my life will never be the same. Mm. Yeah. that is true that is true and I think that's the scary part because it's it, it's like this so like for those of you listening it's like you know it's like being in a job like this is something people could relate to it's being in a job that is uncomfortable because people say well you know that's uncomfortable I'm like sure it's uncomfortable but you've gotten comfortable with that type of uncomfortable. So if it's abuse or anxiety, you've become addicted to that. And, and anything beyond that is unknown. So there's this fear, right? Of like, oh my God, but if I leave that, then what, right? If I leave my job, then what, what's going to happen? What, what, how am I going to eat? And there's this fear of this scarcity of like, I already know the predictable. Because we understand the predictable in jobs, right? We understand that we get up, we go to work, we yeah. get money, we come home. We understand that if we go to work and get up, we have money and we can pay for, you know, our stuff. Well, not anymore. I mean, we're going, it's going downhill, but you know, it's <laughs> like, well, I have to keep working in order to pay for the things that I have. That's even though it's not comfortable there's this comfortability in knowing that you're going to have a, a job and you're going to have money coming in. And most people sit with that. It's scarier to walk away from that and try something else. Yeah. That's even more scary. Yeah. So people would rather settle into this known um, pattern that has already been set for us that, but there's something individually that we know isn't correct. That isn't right. You hear more and more people like, that's not how our life should be met. Right. Continually, um, having to go to work and stifle out our, our, our snuff out or just totally take out our light and our divine purpose. And we know that there's more to life. And so we, you know, we'll look to other countries, right. Like, oh, work-life balance is so much better. And it is. I can tell you that it is in other countries, right? There's mm. there's a 
lot of work-life balance where we don't have it here. So that's a big common one that we see within society circulating is that comfortability of a nine to five. Yeah. But it's not comfortable because we know that it's not truly, we're not truly using our full potential, but to walk away, let's go tell most of the American population to walk out of their nine to five job and see what happens. Oh. They're not but this yeah. next generation, I think they, <laughs> they're not afraid to walk away from it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You know? <laughs> I, I feel that because I, I'm on the um, precipice of it because I don't want anything to do with like the matrix system <laughs> of, uh -huh. of the workforce. But uh -huh. in teaching, my thing, my thing with teaching is that um, it's too early. Like schools start uh -huh. too early. Like these kids, yeah. like it, it's too early. Um, so getting a two hour delay for storms makes a huge difference. And like, that's, that's my whole, um, interactiveness. <laughs> <laughs> if, if change yeah. is going to happen, but anyways, <laughs> but yeah. So, and then it's, it's, so it's comfortable and uncomfortable at the same time, but what's more uncomfortable, the unknown. Yeah unknown is more uncomfortable to people than yeah. suffering a nine to five job that they feel like they can control. Right. Like they feel like they know what to expect. Yeah. Same thing in relationships. It's like, uh -huh. well, I guess I can just tolerate this person, even though mm -hmm. I resent them and I secretly mm -hmm. just want to suffocate them with a pillow, maybe yeah. as mm -hmm. they snore next mm -hmm. to me or whatever. Yeah. But, right. like, but I'm just going to stick it out because we got kids and culture says, if I got kids with you, you own me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've been That's there and crazy. done that and put up way mm -hmm. too many years to that conditioning narrative for sure. Mm -hmm. and, and, um, I would never, I would never ever tell somebody to stay um, for children. I think you cause more da damage in the long run mm -hmm. doing that. So. And it's crazy. So, and, and then that's unknown, right? If we yeah. break up the family, what does that mean for the kids? You start, you know, thinking about all these things and it's like, well, you don't necessarily know. But it's like, so how do we, we embrace what is and, and what be you don't, you can't. So embracing the unknown, I would say it's not about, um, like you have to make the jump first to embrace it is what I'll say. Like there's a step one. The step one is that you actually have to em embrace the fact that you're doing this thing, right? Or embrace the jump or embrace the first step of, of letting go, which is like, mm, not, surrender. that's like a, a step. Yeah. Surrender is like a step of process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the universe is going to keep asking that of all mm -hmm. of us, like repeatedly mm -hmm. over and over. I mean, that has been such a huge part of my journey that I now feel like I'm just always floating on my back downstream. Like, okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's a river bend. Okay. Let's float around this current. Okay. Cause I'm not mm -hmm. fighting anymore. Why, why keep drowning myself? Like if that's not where the universe wants me to be, mm -hmm. why am I going to mm -hmm. keep trying to swim upstream and say, no, it's what I want though. Like, mm -hmm. I'm just, yeah. And I think with that too, it's about self-love. It's really mm -hmm. about looking at yourself in a lot of ways at the end of the day and saying like, what do I want to give myself? 
for life mm-hmm. or an experience? Like what mm-hmm. kind of potential do I really want to see that I'm capable of and tap into that? You know, what kind of legacy do I want to leave for the world and other people? You know, like all of these deep, meaningful questions that are so much beyond, okay, well, let's just wake up and make money to pay bills day in and day out because that's the system that we were born into and will die, you know, as a part of. Um, so, so it's like in the meantime, like, yeah, shake stuff up, leave, you know, leave the Mm -hmm. job or find a better job or whatnot. You know what I mean? Relationships like, oh, that's a tough one. Everything's a relationship. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. Well, it's hard. It's really hard to, um, so I would say that those are like, well, what is the unknown? Am I ready to draw? I mean, I would say first ask yourself if you're ready to surrender and if you're ready to completely deconstruct your structures yeah because that's what it's gonna do Mm. and i caution people before they do this even if i'm working with clients you know like i've worked with clients and i have to get to a point where you know they're wanting to change their life drastically um and it, it sounds really great to them right they're like yes i'm ready for this big change right so then you start digging in And then you start getting to the real of it, the real, real, real of it. And you're like, okay, this means changing relationships with people. This means letting go of relationships. This means letting go of jobs. This means letting go of, are you ready for that to be deconstructed? Yeah. You know, and it's a forewarning because this work will change and you hear it so often i'm on this journey and now i don't have friends you're not going to because you've changed your narrative you've changed your direction all those people in the past were there to teach you to that point and now it has to clean it up and send you new people and and so people are really afraid to be alone they're afraid to wash out all that stuff the old job you know the old way of being and and so i've even looked at clients before and i'm like you realize that if you do this the natural next step is that you you're you're gonna move on you're letting this go are you ready to let that go Mm. and if the answer is no it's like i wouldn't continue this work because that's what's going to happen and i think a lot of coaches don't really forewarn individuals about how their life can truly change it can change the trajectory of their life they have to be ready to embrace this unknown they have to be ready to embrace the chaos they have to be ready because if they're not yeah i mean there's another way that this can happen too though and i think it's a good balance is that what's meant to be will be absolutely and if you're not actively working to deconstruct these things they will be deconstructed anyway because you're supposed to learn and that's the tower like you can make your own tower or you can let the universe come in with the tower you never i'm gonna i'm not i shouldn't say you never but i'm gonna say it's harder when the universe puts you in submission and makes you surrender to that tower event it's not yeah you know so prepare and do it yourself like i always tell people and you can hear like podcasts that i've done ages ago right about this exact thing of like i tear down structures purposefully yeah and reconstruct so i'm not afraid to to 
take down whatever structures I've built. I'm not afraid because I know how to rebuild. Mm-hmm. And this is the the true Mason. We talk about Masonic principles and Masons. The Masons themselves were were masterful architects and they still are, you know, and, and I'm talking about like actual structures and stuff. But Masonic principles, when you talk about the Masons of today, they were talking about reconstructing their lives and structures, systems, right? The systems that were under. And as you know, the Masons were the ones who created um, the curtain structure we live under now. And it's not that easy to break, is it? No, they understood. They understood things. Right. So but we know that it's going to fall eventually because the foundation they laid was not sound. They did. They they were missing some things and it was purposefully. But look at how long that structure has lasted. We've had it for quite some time. Right. Now it's like actively looking at your structures and deconstructing them. That's a true Mason. When you can look at your life and and actively intentionally deconstruct it yeah because you already have the tools to reconstruct it that goes into the magician right in tarot tarot you have the magician with all the tools that the the magician is the mason now you have all the tools on your table yeah so what what are you going to do what are you going to create with your tools you know so we have everything but it's scary because we don't feel like we do. And we haven't been taught this stuff. Nobody right. teaches. There's not a school saying, hey, you have all the tools on your table. Yeah. No, and that's now, where success and failure comes in. Uh-huh, and people uh-huh. just see, right, that deconstruction process as failure. <clears throat> and, you know, and striving for perfectionism and success. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but embrace the unknown in between and just let it be whatever mm-hmm. it's supposed to be. So you have to deconstruct sometimes yeah. and, and not know what is going to happen. But if you know the foundation, if you understand how to set a foundation firm and strong right now, then it's like, what are you building it on? Are you building it on what principles and concepts are you building it on? You know, that's that's what it's like. We have the declaration. The declaration of independence are the principles that we live by in this country. You know what I mean? It's like, well, here, here's what we're going to all agree to. Um, So you can do that in your own life, right? Declare um, what it is you want to create in your life, you know, and that's where the power comes from. And and when you do it in harmony with self-love, it's like now you're able to to build something that's magnificent from the essence of your being, right? The essence of who you are. And there is unknowns. Because you're not going to know how it's going to be reconstructed. But, you know, so I think part of it, so I think part of bracing the known is like realizing that you have to surrender in order for it to happen, realizing that you're going to lose a lot of these old structures that you've had. So that could be community. It could be, it even be family. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like everything. And that, yeah. <laughs> like houses, like everything that's not in alignment anymore. It's Correct. really, it's that vibrational misalignment. Your frequency has, you know, shifted mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. you need to make new space for things that are in a harmonious alignment with where you are vibrating at. Mm-hmm. And you just, and you let go. And then, and there you go. It's like this whole new reconstruction, right? 
um, that you get to to develop and create. So I honestly, purposefully, intentionally, actually, I get excited about this stuff. And that's, I mean, if you can get to a place where you're excited when you start seeing the towers coming in, you're like, this is exciting. Yeah. This means that I get to, because you have the tools to recreate. And if you've done it once, you can do it again. Right. So that's kind of where I'm at in my life. And that's how you embrace the unknown is that, well, yeah, it might, the storm might come through. We might have a tornado and all the structures are jacked up, but I know how to rebuild. Absolutely. So I'm not, I'm not really that worried about it. I'm like, oh, this is just an opportunity to build it in a different way. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what happened even with storms, right? They're getting more and more, the engineering designs are getting more and more sophisticated as different storms occur, even with infrastructure itself, right? Mm. It's like, oh, well, that didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at when New Orleans would happen, remember? Oh, the levees and they didn't Katrina. do it right. Yeah. Katrina. Yeah. And then they went back and they're like, we didn't dig far enough or we didn't, let's, and then yeah. they read. So it all went to hell. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was thinking like the bridges, the bridges were collapsing. I know the the Boston Tunnel, they had spent like $40 million or something crazy on the Boston Tunnels and then like boom, collapse on cars like after it was opened up. I hate tunnels. Like, oh man. But, I know. And then what did they say? Oh, shoot. Like the engineering yeah. was incorrect, yeah. you know, and they just went back in and refixed it. Yeah. Nothing yeah. made is sustainable. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's all going to fall we, apart. All of it. <laughs> yeah, except for the pyramids, right? <laughs> Which I would say, well, maybe they weren't man-made. They were made by aliens, right? That's the, that's one theory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The I mean, the pyramids alien. haven't gone anywhere. Yeah. I think there is a way to structure things that, I mean, eventually the pyramids will go away because... Just like in nature, this earth isn't going to be here forever. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. eventually yeah. going to go through its own cycle of death. Right. Um, um, or I shouldn't even say death. I, I, I don't even know because death is so final. I think it's going to go through its own transformative stage where it transforms and morphs into something completely different. You know what I mean? Mm. It's not really a death per se. You know, it's more of a, a transition into something else you know and it's just it won't maybe be um it won't be a place where where life human forms can thrive or survive right so i would say that you know yeah. it'd be both so you know and and it, it goes through the process of both right so you know that that is a possibility and so we know that things transform. We know that things morph. We know that things shift and change. Um, and that when we are going through this unknown, right, this unknown phase of our life, that when we let go and we allow the tower to come in and we allow the storm to just clear out all the stuff, um, you know, we're still left with the tools to recreate. We're still left with the tools to um, develop and create a new life for ourselves, but you have to let go of the stuff that that's not serving you the stuff that you know the old stories the old relationships the old jobs the you know because we're being in more alignment just for me specifically i'm letting go of jobs right i'm cutting out what what my friend would say i'm cutting out the fat 
<laughs> I'm cutting out the fat in my life, you know, I'm just cutting it out, you know, because um, it was there, it served its purpose, and now it's time to move, move forward. Um, and so cutting out the fat was, I'm not doing this job anymore. It, it served its purpose for me. And now I'm ready to move on to the next thing, which is really powerful. It's really cool. And then the structures we build now are going to be more foundational and we can build from that. Yeah, I agree completely. I found um, like the same thing I went through when I had walked away from um, one career and was going the entrepreneurial route because <laughs> I never mm -hmm. really have um, considered myself like a business type of person for, for at mm -hmm. all. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I did banking and some retail management before getting into that, the public school system. Um, and I remember even just wanting to go for my bachelor's and, and telling people like I wanted to write and, and be an author and, and the lack of support from that, you know, it was automatically like, oh, well, you're going to fail. That's stupid. Why would you even want to pursue such a path? Um, but that's what led me, you know, into teaching. And, and but at that point, it was just a massive unknown. So had I listened to other people's opinions and judgments on a career path that they thought was completely useless, it wouldn't have actually guided me towards my passion and my purpose, which mm -hmm. is the role of, of teaching and, and mm -hmm. a lifelong student. Um, so yeah, I think sometimes it's really just um, trusting in our own intuition and, mm -hmm. and moving forward and embracing you know, whatever is showing up, the uncertainty and the storm. And I think in those moments, it's really key to um, like reflect. And and that's where the work comes up, right? Like the shadow work, the, the internal work, like what is this triggering for me? What emotions and thoughts, you know, like really. And I think for the majority of us, it's just so much worry that, that mm -hmm. the mind overtakes any of that. Um, mm -hmm. so if we can shift and like learn to like start journaling and questioning, and I'm such an advocate for journaling, um, I, know. <laughs> I do know <laughs> to just dive into yourself though, because, uh -huh. because if you're always uh -huh. distracted and looking outwards, you're never going to see what the real true root is. You're only going to mm -hmm. see surface level. So you have to look inward to really, mm -hmm. you know, dig up under the iceberg. Um, yeah. And so it's like, well, and then that will give you the answers in the moment of the uncertainty and like that process, you know, so that you can move forward. And then I, I feel like those little breadcrumbs will start to lead the way so that comfort at least comes in where like the body's not so much an overwhelm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, it could be. I mean, there's so many different things that you can experience in this unknown too. It's like, overwhelm you can experience anxiety you know fear of you know not knowing you know i mean there's just so much that shows up right when we talk about the unknown and i think you you know you hit on the unconscious mind too where there's that that deep reflection that has to happen as well um which is a, a scary thing you know seeing yourself for for who you are the deepest parts of yourself that are sometimes a little scary to look at but i always say you have to look at it call it like it is 
so you can heal from it so you don't become it right because if you do you become it and then that's not good either so it's like okay let me say this so i can heal from it and move forward um but again i i mean i i can't stress enough about you know what embracing the unknown means to me and it's really i think people who are um really kind of reconstructing their life is knowing that the people that were there before will not be there anymore and they shouldn't be you know there might be some people that come and transfer over but there shouldn't be there should be a complete let go of of that you know and it's hard at times because like i'll be honest it was hard for me to leave um my nutrition stuff i mean i'm not going to stop doing nutrition coaching i'm not going to stop helping people with their nutrition and their health but to fully step away from this individual who taught me how to do nutrition, helped me to um, get healthy again. You know what I mean? And and he was the support. And then to when I was working with him and I was like, I can't, I just can't do this. I can't, I have to let this go so that I can really focus on my divine purpose and I have to let it go and letting go is always the hardest thing and it gets mm -hmm. easier as you do it right as you yeah. start letting go it gets easier surrender. I always surrender I know I have so many podcasts years ago I talk about this so much because it's the hardest thing as humans for us to do right we're so yeah. there's attachment right to to things and, yeah to things to our things to our people to our places to our communities to our you yeah. know and it's like when we can surrender and let go what we're doing is washing away the things that don't serve us so that we can let new things surface and and we're just hindering that progression in that time so letting go this was an easier let go than i had anticipated um and and i'm excited because as soon as i did my life started to shift again yeah and then and then there was a flood of like okay now you're in harmony with with where you're supposed to be there's not a bunch of drama and craziness and usually what happens and i feel like this is kind of if you read james hillman the soul's quote such a great book i'm rereading it again um and and i highly recommend that you read that book that you realize that your soul um when you're in disharmony with what you're supposed to be doing there's a lot of um issues that surface mm -hmm. you know your soul's trying to pull you in the other direction and your ego is saying no i need to stay here and it's like no i need to let go so that my soul can lead me where i need to go and once you do and you're in harmonized with your soul it's amazing yeah what starts to surface and happen in your life it's like magic right it's like yeah. this beautiful harmonious journey where you don't have together to, intentionally yeah you don't yeah. have to force anything it just yeah. naturally flows and it's like whoa like why what took me so long why did i do why did i take so long and it's like oh because my ego my ego, ego I, 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 control everything <laughs> it knows best i know causes suffering and misalignments <laughs> <laughs> So Red, I always talk about Selena. I can never say this enough. I swear, you guys go back. You're going to hear me mention it. It's like that point, if you ever watch the movie Selena, mm. where, you know, she's going to get married. She doesn't, she's afraid to tell her dad. Um, And, you know, she goes up to bungee jump and the guy tells her, you know, the hardest part is letting go. And then like that, like just clicks for her. Yeah. It's like, oh. 
And it's true. I don't know if any of you have ever bungee jumped or gone skydiving. I have, and I can tell you it's that is the hardest part. It's like let go and <laughs> yeah. You free. Yeah. Oh goodness. No, definitely no bungee jumping here. But I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. you just gotta trust and surrender into the process. Um that you're gonna go where you're meant to go. Mm -hmm. But definitely wanting to control the process along the way and that's just not how things are it's just not ever mm. going to be that way <laughs> it's no. just going to be harder um did i not answer your question correctly uh i don't know what question you had brad in your email uh did, oh you're talking we could talk, i could talk about that on a um podcast actually it's not there was the and and i think that takes us a little bit off of the the topic today so i won't address it in this particular podcast um but i can address it in um another one and i will say this um there's not a right wrong good or bad way or correct way to answer the question and I think with coaching and even in this, like I'll redirect it back to what we're talking about in, you know, embracing the unknown is that questions um, are really for the individual or the client or whatever you would say to really dive deeper into their own understanding and meaning of concepts. Um, because language, right, is what creates our reality. And language, um, it, there are distinctions in language. Um, and if we have collapsed distinctions, sometimes we tend to get the same results over and over and over again in our life, not realizing that it is a language thing. So, um, so it goes deeper into other things. And we, if we understand the language that we're using, then we end, get, end up getting the results that we truly desire. And language gives us an idea or a, a cue as to how we are moving forward. Um, and it's really important to understand language. So I'll say this as a uh, alchemist, um, as a life coach, as somebody who has done um, years and years and years of coaching and um, training, language creates. So with our language right and understanding distinctions i think it's really critical um and even if we're bracing the unknown right circling back to to the the subject of the unknown because if we are let's say for instance we are um up to this point getting the same circular patterns over and over and over and over again okay let's just say that that's happening right and in those patterns we can't figure out why we keep having the same scenario show up part of that could be the language that we're actually using that language can keep us in a perpetual cycle of suffering or you know whatever it is mm. we don't even realize it and when we learn to change our language we start to see different results in the things that we do. So embracing the unknown um, to this particular topic is if we learn how to recreate our language and reshape our language and our intention, we can move past old narratives. 
and we can start creating with harmonious intention, right? And I say harmonious because there is a difference between being in harmony and, which I just, I've known this distinction. I don't know how it didn't, but being balanced and harmonious are two different things, right? We're creating a both and situation where we can co-create with the divine and co-creating for the benefit of all humanity rather than co-creating for the benefit of self because there is a difference there is a distinction there and language will help us to shape that and if we don't use it correctly we're going to end up with the same patterns over and over and over so when we're embracing the unknown let's say the tower comes down and just shatters all of your stuff Okay, some people are afraid of that. I'm not. I love it. Shatter the whole thing. Because guess what? I know how to rebuild. And obviously what I built wasn't, it wasn't as close to harmony as it could be. Okay. And so being able to allow ourselves to rebuild in harmonious, right? In harmony with nature, with all the things around us, right? And, and that's the difference because then it's like, well, you didn't do it correct this time. So it's going to come and shatter. Okay. Let's try it again. You know, the pyramids themselves are pretty stable, um, architectures that were built, right. And they built it for a specific thing and they designed it a specific way. And so the same thing for us, right. It's how are we constructing and building our life? So, um, <clears throat> Um, so there you go. So that's what it would be. So in terms of like the question, particularly, um, you know, I can go over and we could do a podcast on that, um, really talking about the distinction between, um, the two, um, and really kind of diving into what that means for humanity and for the work of people who are wanting to transcend these narratives that are holding them back from truly living their life purpose because it will and 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 then you're just and then what ends up happening is people don't use their full potential their full potential is not having attachment to a specific place space or person it's not even being attached to yourself what it is is allowing your spirit to lead allowing your soul to lead um your divine purpose and what that is for you so, you know, and then there's more and more and more, as you know, this subject can go on and on and on and on. That's why this pot, these podcasts can never end because there's so much information and it's like, oh my God. And then you just keep knowing that it's a spiral and it just keeps going on and on and on. I always think later of like so, all this stuff I forgot to mention or I could have added or yeah, <laughs> could definitely go on and on. Um, so, um, so yeah, so that's kind of it. So I think in the future, um, what we can do is um, I'll do a podcast around the distinction. Um, I think it's important. I have before in the past, like a long time ago. Um, but for the audience, I don't. You didn't really say it was magician sorcerer because I don't think like <laughs> for those that maybe are kind of lost and confused and don't know what distinction you're talking about. Yeah, I did it and I purposefully didn't say it because I don't want to get no, into sorry. it. No, it's okay. You don't have to be sorry. You don't have to be sorry. There's no you don't have to be sorry. I just personally didn't say it because, you know, I I wanna get I wanna keep it on the topic that we have today, which is embracing the unknown, right? And so embracing the unknown, um, we are. again embracing the unknown. 
we're embracing the unknown. We don't know how things are going to go, right? Um, so, yeah. So I think with that, you know, um, I uh, appreciate the request to call in, but we're actually at our time to end this podcast because we try not to go um, more than an hour and we're circling to an end here um, for the podcast. Um, and just because it's a lot of information, right? Um, <laughs> I even think we should keep it to 30 minutes, but it's so hard with all of the information that you that we, we have to give. It's almost like, how do we leave this legacy and how do we, you know, get all this information out when there's so much to discover and explore, so much, right, in avenues. Um, so, you know, I would say that um, with that, I think what we could do and what I will do um, next podcast on next Tuesday is just kind of go over this distinction. Um, um, so, you know, the distinction between, right, um, the magician and sorcerer, which is something that I had brought up with um, a person who is interested or with Brad, right, who was particularly interested in the topic. And so I think it's important for people to know, especially if you're doing this work, know that distinction because it will lead you in two different directions completely. Um, and for me, I will say this just to end this, is that I don't care if people are either or, well, you can't even be either or. If you're one or the other, it doesn't matter to me. I just need to know. And the reason I need to know is because I know the journey that I'm taking. And sometimes you cross the path of somebody else, but then you're like, we're not kind of on the same journey and here's kind of where I'm headed. So, you know, and then I'll say, well, then this is where I'm headed. And it's like, okay, cool. That's cool. That's where you're headed, but I'm headed here. And I don't, it's not a right, wrong, good or bad. I think there's always going to be both, right? We do have the both end, but some choose um one or the other and it's just their life purpose to be fulfilled um the way that they choose so i think we can go over that next time um but yeah so the key things to take away from this particular podcast embracing the unknown is that when life brings a storm and deconstructs everything let go let go of all that shit just let go of what the storm took out right because guess what? You can rebuild something new. Okay. That means that you have to surrender and let go. Let go of jobs. Let go of sometimes family. Let go of people. Let go of friendships. Letting go of all the things that you felt comfort in so that you can start to discover the, the, the discomfort of life so that you can move and grow, right? And blossom. Um, and so, yeah. And so with that, um, we will bring it to a close. Um, anything else, Prem, before we call it a day? Uh, no, it was it was a nice topic for sure. Um, just embracing the unknown. I think it's just something where I'm at personally and weathered a thousand yep. storms and I'm standing strong. <laughs> so I'm going to just continue yeah. <laughs> to keep adapting and shedding what no longer needs to stay. So thank you, Natalie. It's always a pleasure, darling. <laughs> it's always a pleasure, right? You guys have yeah. a great day. Mwah, lots of love. Love and light.